it's real good. It it's real tight and it's also right. Tight and right. That's how we do. You know how we do. Well, earlier it was loose and left. It had left and it was loose, but now it's tight and it's right. God damn it, really? Hey, everybody. Welcome to I'm okay. You're okay. I'm not okay. You're not okay. With me, Bob Schneider, and your other host, Clint Wells. You're welcome. But you were going to say earlier it was loose and it was wrong. But now it's tight and it's right. Dude, it's so tight. You could really fill it all. You could fill up the entire thing with milk. And you wouldn't have to worry about a single drop of milk spilling anywhere. And later on, if you kept it properly chilled, you could enjoy that milk two, maybe three weeks later. And you'd be like, wait a minute. Didn't I pour this milk in here weeks ago? And then you remember, oh, that's when the shit was tight and right. Well, if there's anything I hate in this fucking world, it's some spilt milk. Dude, there's no use crying over it, though. No. Well, you can't do that. I mean, you can. I do it. Dude, I'm... (laughs) Ten minutes ago, I was crying. Guess what? Over. A little bit of milk spilled out? Yeah, I spilled some milk. Because the shit was left and loose. But now, guess what I'm not worried about? Any milk coming out? Dude, you could bring a cow in here and ram a goddamn... You could put your... You you could put your the biggest finger you have on your finger <laughs> and stick finger. that stick that in that cow's udder until the you tickled the milk all out of that cow. <laughs> and guess what's not gonna happen? You're not gonna cry about it because no You're gonna not gonna cry out. because nothing will have spilled. Right. Because everything's tight and right. Right. Now that cow gonna have some problems gonna need some therapy what do you think about the people that are like and i'm not kink shaming if whatever you're into isn't hurting anybody then do whatever the fuck you want yeah adult adult people make adult decisions but it's not shaming it's just a mild curiosity of mine yeah the people (laughs) please proceed the people who if you would please proceed the people who specifically are turned on by lactating pornography no i mean what kind of mommy there's some mommy stuff all in that. That's Dude, mommy. I got plenty of mommy, but I don't know. I don't want no lactating milk. It's a whole subgenre of pornography, I'm told. I've read in an editorial on the subject. I certainly haven't seen any of this disgusting smut. Dude, every, every once in a while when you're, you know, every once in a while when I'm perusing the pages of pornography on the internet... <laughs> Every once in a while, there'll be like some lactating shit. I'm like, what? Who? What animals are watching this? Yeah, that's what I'm. That's my. That's the derivation of my very question, sir. Is what's going on there? Why? I don't know, dude. There's so much weird shit. And then the. And then if you like it though, if you're like into it, you're like, hey man, relax. It's cool. <laughs> Just relax. Like, look, like people are into like foot fetish, which I don't get at all. But some people are like, hey man, why knock it? And you're like, well, because it's stupid. Well, that's why, you know, this, we're going to get into some culture stuff here, but that's why it's like every time you have an opinion now, you have to give this disclaimer. It's like, 
All right. First of all, let me just say for all of you lactating uh, fetish weirdos out there, I'm not judging you for liking lactating. I'm just simply saying, why? Dude, we need to grow up as a goddamn entire organism right now. I agree. Because everybody's acting like they're... I don't even know what age it is because my daughter's five and I feel like my daughter's cooler than most people. And she's five. Yeah, but it's it's the problem is something that's built into you as an adult because you forgot everything that was true from when you were a kid. Kids don't get dude, offended by shit. Dude, what happened back in the day? I mean, when I went to school, I'm assuming the same was when you went to, like when you went to grade school, if you pulled any of the shit that you pull in social media at grade school... They would just go, hmm, hold on a second. Let me hand your ass to you. And that's exactly, that's what happened. What happened is you you can now spew out all of your horrible little feelingy thoughtsies. And you can do it with anonymity. You can do it without having to deal with the consequences of being in front of somebody. Because I was thinking about this, like some of the shit that people write into me or you about this podcast or the shit that people write into my Metallica podcast, it's it's very few, but there's a few people and it's like, I'm trying to believe that humanity is good. I'm trying every day. And so my question is, are inter- and we're going to henceforth refer to them as just internet people, just people who are on the internet. Okay. Now, when the people okay. are being on the internet and they're being internet people on Twitter or in, in YouTube comment, just the cesspool of how people are reacting to anything, is that who they really are? Because I don't think they would behave that way if we were like having a coffee, even if we disagreed. So who right. is, so but but this has been kind of torturing me. Who is who they really are? Is who they if they're having a cordial disagreement with me about Trump or whatever the fuck about Metallica? I like Megadeth, but I like Metallica. But they're not calling us names. They're not saying racist, homophobic, stupid shit. Is that who they really are? Or is it when they get behind that keyboard and no one's going to punch them in the face or or at least just make them feel uncomfortable for the stupid shit they're saying is that who they really are and i'm i'm inclined to think that's the case dude it's a mystery to me it's the same amount of mystery to me as it is to you i wish i had some insight i think about it all the time like i get so little shade thrown on me because i'm so under the radar the only people that know about me are people that really kind of like what i do nobody's like like I'm not high enough on the ra- on the ladder to start showing up in people's radar who don't want me to show up in their radar. But every once in a while, somebody will say something because I've shown up in their radar. Like if I somebody else tweeted about me, yeah, and then I'll show, then I'll be in their spectrum, and then some people in their spectrum who obviously don't follow me or know what I'm doing. My name will show up and they're like, oh, I know that name. And then they'll say something turdy. <laughs> and I'll be like, hey, you know, I'm going to see that, right? They do know you're going to see it. That's what I'm saying. There's that's a, the part that's so weird. It's I like, know. They want you what, to see it. What are you doing? A guy, um, someone sent us yesterday. It's It's some band somewhere in the States covering a Metallica song. And they were like, hey, I think this is really good. You guys should. I think you guys would like this. It's fine. I'm gonna like. I'm gonna give so you one far, guess. So on, far, so good. By the way, I'm gonna I'm, g- give you one guess on whether or not I listened to it. Well, let's just say you did. Well, I didn't. But here's the deal. <laughs> I just didn't say anything. Yeah. Okay. 
no problemo. I don't care what happens in the world. I think, and, and in fact, you know what I really think about it? I think it's cool. I didn't listen to it, but I think it's cool that someone did that. Right. It, it, it didn't aggravate anything negative me whatsoever other than I don't have the time and I don't really care, but nothing negative. Well, so someone else jumped on it, wrote to the person who sent it to me and to the band who's also tagged in this right. and was like, this is garbage. This is complete garbage. Ugh. And I'm like, it made me mad for the band where I was like, listen, man, they made a thing. Shut the fuck up. It's so easy. Just don't, if you don't like it, it's not your thing. Just don't say anything. Shut the fuck yeah. up. Right. It's easy. Don't you have easy. And you know what it is? I don't have the time. I don't have the time to get into that shit. I think some people, they just, they just sit on their phones all day. I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm honestly, uh, I'm honestly trying to understand it. Because I want to understand well, these people more. Here, you and me do things. We make things. We create magical items. All day. Yeah. We we wake up in the morning and things don't exist. And then when we go to bed, there's magical things in the world now that you and I both created. Most people wake up in the morning and the only thing that's left at the end of their day is some poops that has been either flushed in the toilet or floating on top of their toilet because they are so they're so busy tweeting they don't have time to flush the poops but they're not they're not making magical things so i imagine those people's lives are horrible and so they're like well if i'm going to feel this horrible let me spread the horrible mayonnaise all over as much toast as i can maybe right. that's what it is i don't know dude and i'm not going to spend much time thinking about it because Fuck those people. Well, I was I was just sharing some of the things I deal with on a daily basis. And again, I I honestly want to reiterate, I'm not necessarily bitching. Um, most of the feedback is positive, and I truly don't let the few stinky eggs ruin the whole thing for me. Most of my interactions, and I'm I'm about to read some emails that we've gotten that have been really sweet. Most of them are super positive and and whatever, make me proud to to be to do the work I do. So let me just lay that to fucking rest for anybody out there. Dude, but, here's let me let me tell you, let me tell you what my modus operandi is. I'm gonna use some Latin. Can I use some, some Latin? Look, I love a good dead language. I'm just gonna lay some Latin on the table like a fucking straight up professor and tell you what my modus operandi is. If I have a solution to the problem, then I'll be like, here's the solution to what I think might be a problem. But if I don't have a solution for it, then I'm not talking about the problem. People are just like, this is the problem. I'm like, well, what's the solution? I don't know. Well, then shut the fuck up. Yeah. I just want to keep pointing out that there's a problem, though. And then I want to poo-poo a solution because that's not fun. Solving the problem isn't fun. No. It's more fun being a victim of the problem and, and just wallowing in the problem. And... I've run out of patience for that, I think, in my life. Well, I just try not to dip my stinky toes in that fucking pool as much as possible. You you have been smart where you don't really have much of an internet life. Well, here's here's where I don't hang out. And I don't tweet. Dude, I, I hear you tweeting stuff all the time. And the last thing I'm going to do is actually respond on Twitter. If I see something that you wrote, I just send you a text message. Yeah. And then we discuss it there. I'm not discussing it in front of the fucking world. Right. Anyways, 
Dude, let's let's have the conversation where you gave me your CD last week or two months ago, and then I run into you again at a gig. Okay, you and ready? you ask me about the CD. All right, you okay, ready? Go for it. Uh, hey, Bob, good to see you again. I didn't know you uh, shopped at this HEB. Hey, how you doing, dude? What's going on? Man, I'm doing so good. My my new band, we're in the studio. Uh, and, uh, you know, there's a few musicians that I think might have worked on some of your records before. Anyway, um, I don't want to bug you about this, but did you happen to listen to that CD I gave you a couple of weeks ago? Yeah, man, I loved it. Great job. Wow, Wonderful you really job. liked it. What was your favorite song? Oh, you're going to ask me what, what your favorite song is? Because here's what, here's, what, here's what happened, by the way, dude. <laughs> I gave you a chance for both of us to pretend that I listened to it and liked it. But guess what you did? You fucked yourself. So ask me that question again. Hey, did you hear the record that uh, I gave you a couple weeks ago? Fuck no. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Bye-bye. See, we could have just had an easy conversation, but you had to fucking make me prove that I listened to it. That's Here's the other thing that happens. Do the thing where I... I definitely don't know your name and you want me to find out if you want to find out if I know your name, do that one. And it's always a lady. So please do the lady. Cause guys, guys don't do this by the way. No, that's not true. Guys do. It's mostly ladies. Hey Bob, good to see you again. Oh my God. I can't believe I just ran into you. Hey, what's up girl? What's going on? Oh, you know, just hanging out with Tracy. You remember Tracy? Yeah, of course. You don't remember Tracy. Do you, you don't even know who I am. Do you? Of course I know who you are. What's my name? Then tell me my name, Bob. Look, I... All right. By the way, you got one chance. And the one chance was, of course I know who you are. Now, we can move on and pretend that I know who you are. But now, once again, you fucked yourself by saying, well, what's my name? Because this is when I get off the nice ship and get on the go fuck yourself trip, which is, <laughs> yeah, I don't know your name. So what What now? What do you want to do now? Yeah, now what? I mean, this isn't really a problem that uh, that I have in my, in my life. It happens <laughs> occasionally in Nashville. Well, here's what I do know. Most people who are cool are just like, first of all, most people, dude, I've met, I mean, I'm not a celebrity. I'm somebody that some people know, but I'm, I'm not going to try to tell you that I'm a celebrity. But I've met celebrities, and if I ever run into them again, the first thing I do is go, hey, I'm Bob Schneider. I met you at this thing. Yeah, you let them off the hook. Two years ago. Yeah. It's really good to see you again. I tell them my name first and like immediately. Sure. So they know who I am, and then they can pretend to not know, you know, to know me or whatever. But here's what they're going to do when you set them up that way, when you give them the big pass. They're going to be like, Bob Schneider, yeah, of course. But here's what they're thinking in their heads. Thank God this guy told me his name first. Yes. Because then we get to play out the charade. It's a charade that we play out. It's theater. Then we play out the charade. Don't don't be coy. Don't, don't, what's my name? You don't remember my name. Yeah, of course I don't. <laughs> By the way, I sound like such a dick. <laughs> well... I don't know. You're just telling it like it is, homie. You're just keeping it tight and right. Dude, here's what I know. This shit here right now is so tight. I don't even I don't even think I can loosen it. Like I was trying to loosen it up a little bit and I was just like it just went like this. Wouldn't even budge. Pulled a, you pulled a, I heard you pulled a groin. 
trying to lose it. <laughs> I'm bleeding. You pull I'm a bleeding. Groin? I'm bleeding from the fucking navel down, dude. Wow. Don't even look down here. The good news is I'll have all the blood when I go to the doctor. I wonder how you would do with the, the game that happens in Nashville. So I'm going to briefly describe the game, and then I'm going to give you an example of how it played out for me recently. In Nashville, first of all, everyone here scared to death. Scared oh, of yeah. everything. Everyone here is making their like next big song or their next big album, and this is going to be the thing. Because that's what their stupid managers tell them. That's what their stupid record labels tell them. It's what their stupid fucking uh, social media consultant tells them. The big push on this one. Now, this one's really, I mean, we we really need to do something here. And so everyone's real scared all the time. But here's what right. happens in town. And I don't play this game at all. Someone you know that you've done gigs with, that you've done sessions with, that you've hung out with, that told you all about their sob story about their fucking mom dying. You'll see them at a, at a gig, someone else is playing a gig, and they will pretend like they don't know you. It happens. I, it's some weird game. It's a Nashville game where... They're afraid to be the first one to be like, oh, hey, Clint, good to see you. If you do that, they're like, oh, huh? oh, yeah, yeah, Clint. Oh, yeah, what's up, man? But if you don't bid, make that opening bid, it won't happen. And you will just sit there two feet from someone watching a band, pretending to watch a band and never talk to them. That's and I'll so weird. I'll tell you how it played out for me recently. I'm, of course, not going to name any names, but. There's a dude who began, he's a, a a fairly known session musician here. I'm going to try to guess who this is. All right. Glenn Campbell. It's not Glenn Campbell. He okay. started following me on Instagram about a year ago. And like, he likes every post I put. He like, I see it. I see him do it. I was recently at a, a mutual friend's birthday party, pre-COVID, and I was introduced to this guy. Okay. He acted like he didn't know who I was. And I'm like, what kind of fucking game are you playing, bro? Wow. Yeah. That's some Na dude, that's straight Nashville. It's right just there. Nashville shit. Dude, that's some straight up Nash villainy. Villainry. Nash villainry. <laughs> it is Nash villainry. Good word. Toilet paper word of the day. You know what we should do? Get out of negative town and start reading some fucking emails that make us feel dude, good. Let's open up these perfume scented emails that have been sent to us do we have any new patreons we do have patrons? new we do um i would like to thank neil banta for jumping on the patreon train means a Thanks, lot to neil. us um let's see what else we got here all right so you can write into us bob and clint at gmail.com there's been a little bit of confusion with someone who writes in who thinks that it's a magic spell and i'm just going to read any what anyone writes and so forgive me if i haven't been clear enough i'll read whatever fucking emails i want on the show so, yeah, that's the way we do it, by the way. We so, don't read every fucking email. I mean, Good maybe God. I said before, we'll talk about whatever you want, but you can't just write some bullshit in here and, and then give me shit for not reading it. Sorry, Dude, that's not how it got, works. Speaking of, speaking of lots and lots of emails that were really, really long that we had to kind of cut and snip and paste and just... Do the abridged EOB. version? Whatever happened to EOB? Have we gotten anything from him recently? No, we haven't heard from EOB in a while. So this is our this is our bat signal out to EOB. Let's see what's up with you, homie. How you doing out there? All right. Uh, this is from Jay Middleton. <laughs> Maybe EOB got tired of us. We did kind of, we did, we did, you know, tickle them a little bit, I think. <laughs> we, we, we held them down on the couch and tickled them. We give them the bit. feather treatment? A little feather on the, a little on, the sofa, the, on the velvet sofa? A little bit, a little bit. Well, who, who would complain for that? All right, here we go. Jay Middleton says, I'm going to be honest with you. This morning, I woke up not okay. I honestly didn't want to get out of bed. When I got in my truck and drove into work, I listened to the latest episode and it instantly changed my mood. 
Everything, the banner, the jokes, accents, and the accent scrubber app humor really helped me. I'm still not all the way okay, but I'm better than I was when I woke up. And I just wanted to thank you guys for what you do. Sincerely, Jay Middleton from Seattle, Washington. Thanks, Jay. Appreciate that. Because you know what we do over here, Bob? Tell me what what we do. We change fucking lives. Okay. We change lives. He right. He woke up feeling a certain way. And guess what little bit of medicine he needed? A little IOK medicine. And then he felt better. That's what we do. Sometimes you don't even know what's wrong with you. And you got to open your mouth and let that IOK medicine into your mouth. (laughs) Now, some people don't like to take it orally. Well, that's why we have take, well, that's why we have the IOK. In, we have the IOK take, suppositories. They got to take it another way. <laughs> if you don't like it orally, you might have to boof it. If you can't keep it down, we do have the capsules that we keep we, in the we keep them in the fridge. Don't worry, we keep them in the fridge, dude. They're icy cold. They're in the fridge. <laughs> we don't even warm them up. Nah. We just pass them to you. And here's what we don't do. We let you do the work. We're, we're supplying the medicine. We're not supplying the actual insertion of any medicine. No, we treat you like the big boys and girls that you are. But it yeah, is. You're an adult. Make adult decisions. It is, however, an ice cold silver bullet. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's this. I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm thinking about really taking it to Coors with a real serious lawsuit because there is one real silver bullet, and that's the <laughs> IOK suppository. That, by the way, doctor recommended one a day. Absolutely. Absolutely. Or tw- twice a week, I think. is really <clears throat> Bi-weekly. Court. All right. Monday Hendrickson writes in and says, hi, guys. Tell us all about your music layers. I know Bob's is all decked out in red and has a sarcophagus. She says, Clint, yeah. I've only ever seen yours on split screen, so I can't make out much of it, but it looks nice. Looks like Isabel helped you HGTV it up, which she didn't, by the way. Um, this is all me, baby. All 49 skulls are me. Um Bob, was there a reason for all the red? I love it. Do you guys have it just how you like it? Or would you? what would be your dream music studio? Other than Clint needs an all-hours noise insulation situation, it sounds like. What are your favorite parts of your creative spaces? You could even show us around if you do it on video. I admit I mostly just listen on Stitcher, but I'd check that out. Keep on keeping on, brothers. Monday. So, yeah, talk a little bit about your world. Because you and I are similar philosophically, but talk about your world first. Well... There is a sarcophagus there. If you right there, that's a Teuton common sarcophagus right there. And is there King anything Tut. in it? Yeah, it's a CD case. So there's <laughs> CDs in there. <laughs> or or there's a body. Oh. Or it's CDs. Or case. just CDs. <laughs> yeah. Or it's shelves with CDs. Because I got that back when people bought CDs and collected them. All everything in here is like from. 17 years ago this is like a 17 year ago time castle 17 years ago it was really cool to paint your walls red now would i love to have these walls a different color absolutely but guess what i'm not doing moving everything out of the way and painting this place why did you choose red then though what was what was appealing to you about red then because that shit was hot oh really was it that was the scalding hot color back were you consulting a, a a feng shui expert dude in 2004 you couldn't find a hotter, tighter color than this red. You have about 35 keyboards in there. Why do you have so many synthesizers and keyboards? Well, at some point, I would say probably about 10 years ago, I really got into buying old keyboards from the 80s. And and I just started buying them. They're real cheap. And uh, I just, man, 
You know me. Dude, why do you have Michael Jordan's jersey when he played fucking minor league baseball? Because here's <laughs> what you do. You do what I do. You go hard in the paint. Go hard in the you paint, You get into bro. the paint where the paint area is. Yeah. And you get real hard in that area. Yeah. And so I got into the paint part of uh, collecting keyboards and I went hard. But you've got, let's see, you've got steel drums, you've got a drum set, you've got an upright bass, you've got various guitars. Steel, steel drums were given to me by a guy in Arlington. Not Arlington. Yeah. Burlington, Wait, where's Vermont. where's the Rams head? No, where's the Rams head? That's in, uh, that's, that's Maryland, Arlington. right? Yeah. Or Baltimore. No, it's in Maryland. It's. Okay. Where's the Rams head? Is that Arlington, Maryland? No, that can't be right. Uh, It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Anyways, some guy came up to me and he goes, hey, you want some steel drums? I make them. I'm like, give me the steel drums. And he did. And so I got them. But yeah, what about, all right, so let's let's look at your place. We've got Freddy Krueger. How many times have you seen all the Freddy, Freddy Krueger movies? Well, thousands, thousands of times. It's my, fir my first memory online, coming online as a human being, is watching A Nightmare on Elm Street. My grandparents just left it on TV and left me in front of the TV. Which how old are, how old were you when three. you watched that? Three. Oh my God, you're three when you watch Freddy Krueger. Oh yeah. You know what? No wonder, dude. That's yeah. why. Uh, yeah. That's why you're a cool, interesting person. <clears throat> um, my, I think philosophically, you and I are really similar. But you'll, have, I'll of course let you speak for yourself. But what I wanted for this room, so I had a studio in my old house. Did you ever see? You saw my old, our old house on the east side, right? It was cool. It was tinier. But it was only two bedrooms, and the other bedroom was my studio. Once we got pregnant, obviously, the studio go bye-bye. So until we bought this house, I, I had to cram my whole studio into our master bedroom. So for three years, I didn't have a creative space that was mine. It was in my bedroom. So when we finally leveled up and got this place, and I got this bitchin' room, I knew it was going to be a room dedicated to music. I was just like, well, I'm going to surround. I want everywhere I look in this room to be something that reminds me of why I love what I do. So there's posters of The Exorcist and a lot of horror movie posters, Easy Rider. There's Metallica shit everywhere. There's a bunch of skulls, a bunch of Michael Jordan and Bob Dylan. All my gears here. Um, I've got Tales from the Crypt comic books. I've got Metallica box sets, a vinyl station. And... uh yeah, I mean it's like a it's it's like a grown up version of my bedroom when I was a kid, and, the, and my, for that reason, my wife hates it. But with one exception, yeah, it's real tight. It's tight. There's no milk spillage happening in this room, my friend. Dude, that room is that room looks fucking tight, dude. You've been in here. This is a comfortable room. It is a comfortable room, but dude, everything's like stacked. It's fucking tight, dude. I keep it tight dude it's tight i'm trying to find anything in that room that's not tight there is one on that bookshelf behind you mm -hmm. what is that thing right there that looks like a note that somebody is taped to that bookshelf what is that yeah that's a drawing that my daughter drew and it it seemed right. real first innocuous. thing you need to do yeah get rid of that drawing because <laughs> that drawing <laughs> makes the room a little less tight okay we don't want that a little milk spillage <laughs> over there in that area um dude of course i'm joking dude that drawing takes the room from tight to tight what would you change about your room if you could other than the red walls probably just the red walls i like that room a lot it's fun there's a lot i of would fun go i would there. go from red to like more of a subdued purple color 
Ooh. Yeah. It's getting sexy over there, pumping in some Barry White in that room. But here's what I've decided to do slowly but surely. You know, you can get really cheap Wi-Fi LED bulbs now. Did you know that? Yeah. So I've been buying these really cheap LED bulbs and like right there, see that? That's what that is. The lights that are going across? No, these, that oh, blue yeah, light yeah, right there, yeah, yeah. It looks like it's a lava blue, lamp. but I can make it any color. Looks like a lava lamp. Yeah. So that's what I've decided to do is I'm not going to repaint this, but I'm going to start putting different colored LED lights in this room. Yeah, you're going to vibe it out. You're going to create a vibe. I'm going to vibe it out. <laughs> what else are you going to do? do? What else are you going to do? You're, let me ask you a question. Are you yeah. not going to vibe it out? I mean, if I had a choice, like if 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 God, the God that put me here on this earth had given me a choice to vibe it or not vibe it, I'd be like, I don't know. But he didn't. There's no choice. We had no choice. I have to vibe it out, dude. <laughs> and I'm like, and here's what I know about things in life with me. Like if I, if there's nothing I can do about it, I just relax and let myself ease into it. You know what? That's the exact strategy for taking the IOK suppository. Dude, the silver bullet. If you don't relax, if you, if you try to keep it too tight with, with that, you're going to, you'll get some frostbite. That's the only time you shouldn't keep it tight. You should, you should loosen things up there. Just loosen it up a little. It's not a big suppository. It's actually the size of a bullet. <laughs> it's the silver bullet. I would recommend running a nice bubble bath. Oh yeah. And just have a, have a nice bath. And here's the, here's a couple of ways you can do it. You can get the, you can get the D, the dirty D done at the top of the bath and then, in, and then sort of, you know, de-escalate your situation in a nice soothing bath or you can just prep yourself with a nice treat yourself to a nice bath and then just pop that thing in at the end he there's right. a lot of different ways to do it oh yeah okay when i was in high school i used to take a lay down shower it was oh, a big, what's a lay down shower? it was a big thing with me in high school <laughs> well it's when you turn the shower on and you lay down <laughs> right did you not have a bath i had a big tub but i would just run the shower and lay down in the tub now you could either get the bathing done right away and then enjoy that 10 minutes lay down shower because it feels good to have the water splash on you when you're laying down. Or you can get that lay down shower done first and then you got to you gotta do the, the work at the very end. There's a couple different ways to do it. Same with the suppository in the bath. It's like a piece of bread. You can eat the crust first and then enjoy the soft white middle or you can just eat the middle and enjoy the crust at the end. It's up to you. <laughs> How do you want to have your lay down shower? Work at the beginning, work at the end. It's up to you. Either way, you're going to enjoy yourself. And either way, you don't really have a choice, but I like the illusion of the choice. And you, we can all pretend together that you chose at what point to lay down in the shower. Are you going to try a lay down shower later today? I've I've tried lay down showers a couple times in the past. The what's Here's what's strange about the lay down shower. The few times that I've really wanted to do a lay down shower like where I've had the compulsion to do it is not when I'm at home in the safety of my own home where doing a lay down and shower would be fine. And, and I mean, no here, problem. here's where you don't want to do a lay down shower in a fucking hotel, bro. Right. But that's the only time I really ever feel like, Oh man, I would love to do a lay down shower in this La Quinta, <laughs> but I'm too scared. In this two star it. days in. That oh, yeah. we got on Priceline. Yeah, you're not wanting to do a... I mean, you'll get a 
a herpes lay down shower, maybe. Dude, the the when you look in there and it's got all the little like black residue dots from that mat that they put in there. Oh yeah, a little bit of fungus. Ugh. I can't do a lay down. Well, listen, this has been a this has been a meditative and chill episode. I've really enjoyed it. It went down quick. It went down nice. It went in much like that suppository. Dude, that's what we do. We keep it tight and we keep it smooth. Here's what we don't want to do. We don't want this episode to be all jaggedy with sharp protrusions. No, it's protrusionless. This is the most protrusionless podcast you can stick up your butthole. And if you and if that's your flavor and that's your sauce, here are a couple of things you can do for your homework. You can listen to our other podcast, Metal Up Your Podcast and the Song Club Podcast. And you can leave us a positive review on iTunes. You can become a patron member, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash the letters I-O-K. And you can send us an email, bobandclint at gmail.com. We'll read it if we fucking want to. But we probably will want to. If it's cool. If it's not a jaggedy-ass fucking suppository that I'm supposed to (laughs) shove up my butt and say thanks for it. And with that, we will bid you all adieu. Adieu. (laughs) Adieu.